Hey guys, welcome to Feeling Good, Healing Better. My name is Adrian, and I'm your host. Welcome to another episode. How y'all doing? How you living? How you feeling? We're in week two of 2024. By the time y'all listen to this episode, by the time this episode is up, week one already down. How are we feeling about it? I know for me, for what I've seen, at least on social media, it's feeling a little chaotic. I'm not even going to lie to you. I'm not even going to lie to y'all. It's feeling a little chaotic. Between that man who threw his body at that judge like that, I've never seen something like that in my life. How he was able to clear that, I do not know. Then the whole Cat Williams interview, I haven't even seen the interview itself, but I've seen little snippets and it just, I don't even know. And I think it's so interesting because at the beginning of the year, you expect, or at least I expect, people to be a little bit more calm because it's like, all right, we're coming out of the holidays. Most people had a little break from work. Most people are a little bit more rested. It's like, all right, we're starting anew, fresh, without the stress. So then for it to be a little bit chaotic, it's like, what's going on? What's happening? What are y'all doing? We don't need the year to be setting that type of tone. So how are y'all doing? <laughs> I hope y'all are calm, cool, and collected, starting the year off strong. One thing that I'm going to do in every episode is ask a question that I want you guys to think about yourself, but it's also a question that I'll ask to myself and any guests that we have on the show. But the question is just, what have you done in this past week to feel good or heal better? Simple question. Can be something small, can be something big, but just spending some time to think about what things have looked like, how you felt in the last week, and just be a little bit more in that present moment to also practice a little bit of gratitude and just to slow down for a second. We be doing a lot of stuff all the time, and sometimes we just got to slow down and just breathe in and breathe out. So for me, what have I done this past week to feel good or heal better? I changed my therapist. <laughs> I have a therapist through Talkspace. 10 out of 10 would recommend. If y'all are looking to get into therapy, if you're looking to get back into therapy, whatever the case may be, check out Talkspace. It's like similar to BetterHelp, any other type of like virtual therapy platform. But I think that is really cool because your insurance might cover it. Okay. And that's fantastic. If therapy can be free as a part of my insurance that I'm already paying for, Best believe I'm going to do that. It also has the ability for you to choose what type of therapy you want to do. So if you're like, all right, I'm really not trying to sit here for an hour talking to this woman, that's cool. You can do a little 30 minutes. You can do a little messaging on the app. You can do a phone call. There's so many different ways that you can go about it that I think is really cool. Then obviously you put in your preferences, all that kind of stuff. You can get matched with somebody. But I ended up changing my therapist. Her and I had only had two sessions and I knew at the beginning I was like I don't really know we're gonna vibe in the club with my twin we be vibing I don't know if that's me and her and it wasn't <laughs> it proved not to be and I was like all right girly we gonna have to pack it up call it a day switch it out so that's what I did this week I'm feeling good about that I have a meeting or a session with a new therapist next week so I'm excited to see how that goes but I urge you guys to ask yourself that question think about it a little bit so with that, for today, I wanted to talk about goals. Now, it's the beginning of the year. Everybody's doing all their little reflections and their goal setting and all that kind of stuff. And if y'all have a similar TikTok 
page to me, you're seeing everything under the sun about the 12 week year, which I think is really cool. But I wanted to talk about that today, talk about the psychology behind how we set goals, how we achieve goals, and really leave with a better understanding of how we can do better in 2024. Who doesn't want that? Who doesn't want that? Who doesn't want to do better? I know I do all the time. Okay, so let's get started. The first thing I feel like when people, what people do at the beginning of the year, or at the end of the year is doing this reflection. All right, what happened in this past year? What went well? What didn't go well? What was memorable? What do I want to forget? What are some good habits that I formed, et cetera, et cetera. Sometimes we don't even do that reflection because we're so like, all right, that was trash. Let's go ahead and start a new one. And I get that. Sometimes it really is just like that. Like sometimes it's a wash. But I urge you to do a little bit of that reflection to not only be thankful for the version of yourself that got you through all of 2023, but be able to recognize some high points and some things that you were doing well. Like it might be something as simple as like, all right, every time I went out last year, I took off my makeup. Love that. Love that for you. That's a win. If you weren't doing that before, that's a win. So don't discount those. The other thing that happens is that we set these goals for the new year. And if y'all are like me, I'll be writing down 50 million things that I want to do in a year. I'm like, okay, boom. We're going to do this routine. We're going to do this habit. I'm going to go to the gym every day and work out. I'm going to launch this thing. I'm going to wake up at 5 a.m. I'm going to go to sleep at 9. And sometimes it's a little bit too much. We want to be this new version of ourselves, which is beautiful. I'm a fan of evolving and transforming and constantly being in pursuit of that. But sometimes we put so much on our plate that it becomes stressful and it becomes a really hard thing to overcome because we're trying to change behaviors that we've instilled for a long time. Something that I read months ago was like, it's not necessarily that you're trying to only create new habits. Like you already have habits. If your habit is, okay, every day I come home and I'm like, all right, I'm just chilling. I'm not trying to do anything after work. That's a habit. It might not be a positive habit in your mind, but it's still a habit, which means that we not only have to instill the right structure and right check-ins to create those new habits, but we also have to figure out, like, how do we get out of that cycle of that old habit, too? So let's talk a little bit behind the, like, psychology behind setting goals. So y'all probably heard of SMART goals, right? Like when you were in elementary school, I don't know, high school, whatever, they were like, all right, make sure you set your goal as a SMART goal. What does it stand for? Specific, measurable, achievable, results-driven, time-based. That was off the dome. That was off the dome. That's how you know it's ingrained. A lot of times when we're setting goals, we think about them as SMART goals. Let's say your general goal is I want to be more toned. But how do we turn that into a SMART goal? In six months, I want to increase the circumference of my thigh by doing weight-bearing exercises three times a week. Then you have specific tactics. Okay, I'm going to do weight-bearing exercises X amount of times per week. I have something that can be measurable. I want to increase the circumference of my thigh, let's say by an inch. Whatever it is, like you can then filter down what that goal is to allow you to build techniques and tactics to be able to measure it at the end of the day versus me just saying, okay, I want to get toned. That's cute, but like, how are we going to do that? How do you know if you're making progress? You don't. So that's step one, right? But we all know stuff about SMART goals. 
the thing about it, right, we've all been taught how do you make goals, but, like, why do we fall off? Why does it not stick? You set out, you have all these goals, maybe you plan them correctly, maybe you plan them with this level of specificity and this level of measurable outcomes, but just because you do that doesn't mean that it's going to stick and you'll get to the end of that time period, whether or not it's by July or by December, and actually accomplish that goal. One area of that is really looking at how does your brain work? Like, we see all these things online about being this best version of yourself, being that girl, all that kind of stuff. And people are, like, telling you the same things over and over again. Okay, yeah, the girlies are waking up at 5 a.m. But how are you training your brain and training your mind to actually stay consistent, stay disciplined, and continuously be in pursuit of that better version of yourself? I feel like a lot of times we forget or are just not even cognizant of the fact that our brain is this muscle. Like, it can be trained in the same way that you train your arms in the gym. Or like you start a new job and you have to do all these trainings to understand what you're supposed to be doing, what your scope of work is supposed to be, to help you have a better understanding of how to do your job better. Your brain can also be trained to help you, to help you be more productive, to help you think more efficiently, to help you tap into your creativity, tap into those flow states more easily. And you can use structure and processes to help you utilize your brain capacity more. Like, I feel like when I used to think about this type of stuff, I was like, oh, okay, some people are just born with it, like just born with an understanding, born with discipline, or they were raised in this environment where discipline was cultivated or this type of thinking and thought process was cultivated at a really young age. But it's like, no, no matter how old you are, no matter what your experience is, you can also train your brain in a lot of different ways. So there's this really cool neuroscientist. His name is Andrew Huberman. He's based out of Stanford and has this podcast called The Huberman Lab, where he talks about all this type of stuff in terms of training your brain and like expanding your brain capacity. 10 out of 10 would recommend. If you're super into like sciencey stuff, anything about the brain, neuroscience, motivation, drive, any of that kind of stuff, listen to his podcast. It's one of the best podcasts that I have ever listened to because he takes super in-depth scientific and technical concepts and allows you to leave being like, okay, I can do one, two, three, and this will help me in this area. And I think that that's huge. So one of the first things that he talks about in terms of hacking your brain to ensure continuous motivation and achievement of goals is around clarity and visualization. Like, what do you want that end result to really look like? What do you want it to feel like? Which is honestly exactly in line with the concept of the 12-week year that we'll talk about a little bit later in the episode. Like, how do you build some specifics within your goal so that you have an idea of what it feels like when you actually meet that goal? We need a big picture vision. And a big picture that is specific. Like, like how is it going to feel? Like, what is this version of you that has achieved this goal? Prime example, I want to get a six-pack. Doesn't everybody, right? I'm also sorry that all my examples are, like, fitness-related, but I feel like they're easy to conceptualize because they're basically based off of, like, measurements or things that you can kind of easily quantify. But prime example, I want to get a six-pack, right? When I'm trying to visualize that goal, 
I'm visualizing, okay, when I wake up with that six pack, like I look down and see my stomach on flat, flat. <laughs> when I walk into my bathroom and look at the mirror, I'm looking at my flat stomach. Like that's, you're trying to create this version, like really put yourself into the shoes of this, this future version of yourself a year, six months, two months down the road. And what your experience is going to feel like accomplishing that goal. Say you want to get a new job, visualizing how excited you're going to be when you open up your email and you see that congratulations letter. That's the type of specificity that we're trying to get to in terms of that visualization. You can call it manifestation, whatever you want. Some people journal it, some people do daydreaming, whatever, to try and get yourself to the understanding of like, okay, this is how this applies to me in my pursuit of this specific goal. He goes on to talk about the differences between the current version of you and this future version of you who has achieved these goals and how you can think about things, like how easy is this going to be to implement? Is it something that you can implement overnight or over a shorter period of time? Or is it something that's going to take a while to build up to? How do you use stress as a motivator to help you feel focused? And then all these different types of tools and things that you can use, which a prime example of one of these tools that you can use is the 12-week year. So the 12-week year, the whole concept behind it is creating a structure so that you can get more done in 12 weeks, i.e. a quarter, than others do in 12 months. That's their like tagline. It's this book or this concept that's created by this guy, his name is Brian Moran, where the entire goal of this concept is to try and shift your mindset from thinking of your goals as this year-long pursuit to focusing on a subset of that in a much shorter time frame. So your first question is, oh, okay, cool. So I just need to cut my annual goals in four. Incorrect. It might work for some things, right? Like maybe if you're like, okay, this year I want to lose 50 pounds. Okay, let's say 60 pounds to make the math even. Then it's like, all right, you cut that in four. I need to lose 15 pounds every 12 weeks. That's really easy to do. But let's say your goal is, I want to launch this podcast next year. How are you going to cut that down? Like, you can't cut the podcast down into fourths. But what you can do is create some smaller goals that you can focus in on every quarter. So it might be a mix depending on what type of goals that you're trying to accomplish. But it's thinking about, like, how do I create some more urgency and some more focus in smaller periods of time so that I can get a lot more done. Where do we start with this concept? Number one, why are you doing this? Like really asking yourself, why are you doing this? And it needs to be specific, not just because, oh, okay, but I want to be a role model for all these people. That's fine, right? That can be one of your motivations. That can be your why. But really digging deep for yourself. What is this doing for you? What is this doing to help your life? What is this doing to make things easier for you? There's going to always be trickle-down effects, like domino effects of things that you do that might be positive, they might be negative. But really thinking through and digging deep about what that why is so that you'll stick with it. Like, how does this goal right now and you putting in that work right now help that future version of you? The other part of it is what are these specific goals that you want to accomplish in the next one to three years? A little bit more digestible. By the end of 2024, by the end of 2025, I want to have X amount of money saved in my savings account so that I can do X, Y, and Z. 
keeping you on this track of you're not only doing this for this current version of yourself, you're not only doing this for this next version of yourself, like this next chapter of you, you're doing this for five versions of yourself down the road. And like, how is that going to help 2025, 2026 version of Adrian, not just Adrian right now, Adrian next quarter, quarter, Adrian at the end of 2024. Hopefully that makes sense. So when you're thinking about those goals, as you break them down and as you limit where you want to focus, really trying to dig deep and figure out what that why is so that you can always come back to that. So when you see that goal, you're like, okay, I said that I was going to be in that gym three times a week. Now I booked that class at 6 a.m. and I really don't want to do it. You can look at that why and be like, okay, my why is because I'm trying to look like Megan Thee Stallion. And what is Megan Thee Stallion doing? She's in that gym. That's the basis behind the why. Now, when you think about these goals, you want to make sure that you keep it limited, okay? Keep it limited. We started off talking about we get into the new year, we start thinking about 50 million things that we want to do. The coaches who have created this concept talk about limiting it to three or less goals for just these 12 weeks. I think a great place to start is just do a huge brain dump and be like, all right, 2024, write down everything that comes to mind. Even if it seems audacious, even if it seems delusional, it doesn't matter. Write it down. Write it down. Then as you start breaking it out, number one, you're going to be able to group things together and be like, oh, all these are related to this same goal. But then you can break down what is important for me to be focusing on right now. Some stuff can wait until a little bit later in the year. Some stuff might be a little bit time dependent and you really want to focus in on it now. Being able to break those down and parsing out one to three goals in this 12-week period and how that connects to that overall why and that overarching vision and then being able to break it down. I personally feel like that first part is what's probably going to take the longest. We have a lot of things that you want to do, a lot of things that you want to accomplish. And sometimes it's hard to parse it out. But I think what makes this easier, at least for me, when I have done this at the beginning of the year, is it's not completely removing these other goals that you have on your plate. It's just, okay, cool. I'm going to do this in Q2. I'm going to do this in Q3. I'm going to do this in Q4. And allows you to just be a lot more focused. So it might take a little bit of time to figure out that why, figure out the vision. But it allows you to come up with a robust one to three goals that's like, all right, Boom. For this next quarter, this is what I'm focusing on. Once you have those one to three goals and how they connect to this bigger why and this bigger vision, the next thing that you got to think about is your tracking system. How are we tracking this? How are we breaking this down into the month, the week, the day, the hour? If you're feeling crazy, that's a little bit detailed for me, but that can be part of it. The tracking system. I also think is a two-part situation. One, where are you at? Like, how much time do you actually have to put towards these goals? Are some of these things that you can easily implement, they're only going to take five minutes, two minutes, 10 minutes, whatever. Are some of these big blocks of time that you need to block out? Okay, I need to spend three hours doing research in this area per week. I don't know. It could look like a lot of different things. I'm going to talk about it a little bit high level right now, but I'll go into more detail about this in the episode next week about discipline. I laugh because the thing about it is that discipline and consistency is really the root to everything. Whether or not you're trying to, again, start something, launch something, 
if you're trying to lose weight, you're trying to get more in the gym, you're trying to eat healthy, you're trying to practice meditation, whatever it is, like consistency and discipline is likely at the root of it. In terms of you seeing results from it and results that are sustainable, in my personal opinion. This tracking system is a really in-depth review of where you're at right now and how you're going to be able to measure progress or a lack of progress in some of these goals. So the first thing we got to talk about is lag versus lead in indicators. Your lead indicators are likely the tactics that you think of when you think about achieving a goal. So these are specific actions that you're going to take to help you achieve that goal. Prime example, I'm going to the gym three times this week. That is a lead action. The lag indicator is I lost five pounds in the month. The lag indicator is a result of these lead indicators. I'm consistently doing this action as a part of this lead indicator that results in something else that's out of my control. You might lose five pounds. You might lose eight pounds. You can't proactively choose how much weight comes off of your body, but you can choose how much time you're spending in the gym. When it came to setting goals previously, when I tell y'all I did not have a system, I didn't have a system. Like I had ideas of what I wanted to do, but no plan. Like I was tracking stuff, but it was all in different areas. Like I would write some stuff down on a sticky note and write a to-do list like in my journal. And then I'd have some stuff in my Google calendar. You can't even see what's working for you and what's not working for you. Versus trying to really develop a system where you check this system on some sort of regular basis. I think daily is really helpful because then you just get into the habit but being able to track things so that you can see okay the fourth week of every month for the last three months I have fallen off in this area related to this specific goal maybe the fourth week of the month for you at work is super crazy you're trying to get in these presentations trying to get in these final numbers and so that week you need to take a step back a little bit you might not have as much free time as you do earlier in the month all of those things to be able to see trends in your behavior, in your actions, and see where you can have a little bit of a nudge. If you're not doing things the way that you want to, it might not just be procrastination. It might not just be laziness. It might just be that you don't have a system that works or I don't have time or I don't have the energy. Maybe I need to switch doing my passion work into a little bit earlier in the morning. Maybe I need to wake up early so that I can really use my creativity and use my fresh mind on that compared to doing it at 10 and 11 o'clock because at 10 and 11 o'clock, I'm going to sleep. It can be anything, but creating a system that you can see and track and review how things have been over the course of a period of time. A really good example of tools that people use to create these systems are Notion. Now, I'm not a Notion girly. I'm not. I just, Notion, I feel like when you open it up, it's just a blank screen and that stresses me out. For me, I made mine in Excel. I was like, we making it from scratch. We're going to put in the goals on the side. We're going to put in these little check boxes. We're going to put in these like weekly tallies. And that was the easiest thing for me to do. But find what tool works for you. There's a ton of stuff out there. I just know that a lot of people use Notion. If you want to make it by hand, you can do that too. You can put it in your journal. I know a couple of years ago, everybody was into bullet journaling where you create your little spreads and all that stuff. All right. So once you got an idea about this tracking system and a method to be able to tick off these different things based on having a majority of these lead indicators, these actions that you're going to do. Now it comes down to time management. They've been telling us since we were kids that time management is important. But 
we realize now, I realize how important that actually is. The thing that I like about this 12-week year is that it keeps a fire on your butt because it's only 12 weeks. We're already in week two of 2024. It was just New Year's yesterday. The reality is that the time is going to go by whether or not you like it or not. Whether or not you're pursuing these goals or not, the time is going to go by. When you think about, I only have 11 weeks left. I only have 10 and a half weeks left to accomplish this goal. It puts a little fire, at least in me, where I'm like, that's really not that much time. Let me get on it. Let me stay focused. Let me make sure that I'm doing my due diligence so that at the end of these 12 weeks, I can be like, okay, boom, I did that. How do you really add in this piece about time management and keep yourself organized? I think time blocks. People are a little bit different, right? Some people like to fully plan out their day hour by hour all the way down to the minute. That stresses me out (laughs) versus dividing it into little blocks where it's like, all right, on my calendar, I have an ideal week of my life where I have these little blocks. It's like, all right, I have my deep work blocks. That might be two hours, three hours. I'm working on individual work that I need to do, stuff for school, drafting out this script for this pocket. Like it's going to take me time and I kind of need to get into a deep intellectual space for me to be able to crank that out. It's not quick and super easy. Your strategic or your deep work block might be 30 minutes of that time might be cleaning out your email, whatever that looks like to you, but creating these blocks so that during this time, I am specifically working on these specific things. It might not have to be super specific of putting your to-do list. I think that it's helpful to merge the two where this block is specifically for work. This block is specifically for school. And then within that, I have my to-do list for the week. How many of these things can I knock out in this time period? Or if you have something that's due two days from now, maybe that's your priority number one. You also have to add in a little bit of buffer. If you work in an office, if you're going to be on your phone, you got to add in some buffer so that You have some time to answer a phone call, to get on TikTok, get on Instagram, to have somebody come in. But trying to create an ideal schedule so that you have these bigger blocks of time that you can get some work done and really knock it out all in one period. Because when we get interrupted, you're completely like out of your thought process. Now you have multiple things that, that can help you and support you and build this system to make sure that you're doing it and you can tick those things off every day. So the last thing that is I think maybe the most important out of this entire system are regular reviews of your progress. You already know improvement, building habits. It might be a little bit slow at first. You want to do all these things. Even when you break it down to no more than three for this 12-week year, it still might be hard to implement some of those things. But by doing reviews at a daily cadence, a weekly cadence, a monthly cadence, at the end of the 12 weeks, you're able to see all right, where are some areas where things didn't really happen the way that I wanted to? I didn't hit too many of these goals. Where are some areas where I went above and beyond? Okay, maybe I need to shift things a little bit for that time of the day, that time of the week, whatever it is that kind of goes with your natural rhythm and your natural energy levels to allow for you to be productive in the times that you are productive. By doing these reviews and tallying up, even if you hit 80%, uh, your goal, that's still huge in a 12-week period. All of that coming together develops this 12-week year system and process that I think is a really fresh take 
on achieving goals. So we all have these big dreams that we want to accomplish. And sometimes it can be a little bit overwhelming where it's like, how am I going to become that person? Like, how am I going to become that person that is waking up at 5 a.m. and drinking all this water and taking my vitamins and my supplements and walking outside every day for an hour and working this nine to five and then doing stuff after work and then launching this and then being social and then being there for my family. There's so much stuff. By developing this system and implementing this system like into your life, I think that it helps you be able to see some of those different areas where you can pivot and also be able to recognize where you're really making improvements. Sometimes it feels like we're not improving and it's actually yes you are like you did this thing every day for the last two weeks that's huge because you weren't doing it before so that's huge and be thankful to yourself and grateful to yourself for that let me know what you guys think if you guys want to implement the 12-week year into your life check it out they have a website there's all sorts of information on the internet people have templates for their 12-week year that you can just copy and paste and add your things in but Again, starting off from that beginning of really thinking about what is your why? What can you break down that you can achieve in this next quarter? How do you create that tracking system that is full of a majority of lead indicators, actions that you can take, that you can tick off, that you can look at what is going to be a challenge in advance and be able to come up to solutions to that challenge? Focusing in on that time management. You only have 12 weeks. It's not that much time. As already stated, we are already in week two of 2024. Creating some sort of system that might be a calendar, might be in your phone, might be on Google Calendar of having those blocks in there to get that stuff done. And then lastly, having those reviews. End of every day, end of every week, end of every month. And also using that 13th week. I didn't talk about this, but using that last week or the week after you complete that 12th week, to celebrate like you just did all that stuff in 12 weeks using that time to reflect and really sit in the accomplishment that is staying focused and doing what you said you were going to do and standing on business for 12 weeks so anyway i hope y'all enjoyed that little tidbit of the 12 week year if y'all do implement this system and this concept into your life let me know i'm doing it this is my first time trying it i think that is a really cool idea i got my systems in place okay i want to have a check-in with y'all at the end of that 12 weeks on see how you're feeling let me know how y'all feel send me a chat add us on instagram feeling good healing better let me know how you're feeling you can also add little show notes at the bottom of the podcast with your comments if you guys are trying it out If you're like, what is this? And you're overwhelmed by it. Also, let me know. We can work through that together too. I hope y'all have a good one. I hope y'all enjoyed this episode. I hope y'all have a great rest of your week whenever you're listening to this. I don't know if it's Wednesday. It might be later in the week. If it's the weekend, shout out to the weekend. But I'll see y'all next time. Make sure y'all continue to feel good, heal better, all the things. And I'll see y'all next week. 